L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Hello and welcome back to The Big Lead on Fox Sports Radio. I am your host, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. A belated Happy New Year to everybody out there. Hope everybody had a safe New Year. Very excited for 2019. Um, So much to get to in today's show. Unfortunately, or I guess I should say fortunately for Luke Walton, I'm not going to get to hammer him too hard. Another brutal fourth quarter for the Lakers. Just gagged away another one. Folks, it's getting ugly. I know he doesn't have Kuzma and LeBron. We will get to... Uh, the Lakers in a little bit. A uh, lot to cover today. Obviously, the NFL wildcard games. Big, big stuff going on this weekend. Love the games. Fired up mostly about Dallas-Seattle, I think, tonight. Definitely going to scuttle my Saturday night plans for that. And we'll get to the college football championship. Not that excited about that. If you guys saw me on the herd yesterday, uh, kind of took some shots at the game. Some college football fans not that happy with me. And also, do you guys remember, during the fall, I would thrill you with stories about my son's second-grade soccer team and my daughter's uh, soccer team as well. Well, guess what? Basketball season starts today. 
unfortunately, I have to miss the opener. It's an early tip. Um, but I will definitely be bringing you storylines from our team. Hey, we had our first practice, Sam. Uh, not to get too excited, we'll probably go undefeated. Um, our team is so good. Oh, my goodness. I'm very fired up about the season. But I got to start the show. where We're probably going to spend the bulk of the next three hours, and that's on the NFL. Because we love to talk about narratives on this show, whether it's sports gambling and fading the narratives, uh, or just the overall big-picture narratives that gain traction sometimes online, other times on you know national radio shows. People start to believe stuff, and they're like, yeah, that's real. And then we present you with the numbers and kind of squash that narrative quickly. So for the last few years, there's been this enormous narrative that the NBA is going to be bigger than the NFL. Oh, it's definitely more popular. No no doubt about it. Yeah, it's going to overtake the NFL. Um, folks, like, we've presented you a mountain of evidence. That's just not true. Okay? Then you look at the NFL ratings and you're like, oh, my gosh, what was I thinking? Of course the NBA is not going to overtake the NFL. But you get this social media groundswell of support for the NBA because the offseason is chaos every year. What star is going to move teams? This guy wants out. Oh, my goodness. Well, this is happening. Oh, the NBA is so fascinating. And you wonder, man, can you imagine if the NFL was able to capture some of that magic? And we've had plenty of guests on the show, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, uh, Albert Breer, SI, Peter King of SI. A lot of guys just come on these shows, and this one in particular, and are like, you know, it's just never going to happen. The NFL stars, they just don't operate like that. There's not guaranteed contracts. The owners are conservative. They won't stand for it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you, this is the offseason that the NFL is going to go off the rails, and it's going to become the NBA. Folks, I don't know if you followed closely. I know this was a, a holiday week for a lot of schools were out. A lot of people on vacation out here in L.A. The popular thing to do is go skiing. Folks, did you see what's gone down in the last week in the NFL? I'm, I'm going to hit you here with some pretty significant movement on social media among NFL players. There are five guys right now, five legitimate stars in this league. Top guys who were five of them, all pro first team or second team last season. That's the 2017 year. And they, they want out. And you're looking at an NFL offseason that is about to get crazy. I want to start with the latest one that just happened last night. You probably missed this. It's a Friday. You're headed toward the weekend. And you didn't see Von Miller, the former Super Bowl MVP in the Broncos, Hit Von Miller's mom and John Elway going at it on social media. I'm serious. Like, this is a real thing that's happening. If you thought Antonio Brown was big, and we have some breaking news here about 25 minutes ago on Antonio Brown, we will get to shortly. Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and oh yeah, did you see the Jags? Did you see that meltdown in Week 17? Jalen Ramsey, he wants out. He hates it. Leonard Fournette. Crossed arms on the bench basically for three hours once no part of the team. Reprimanded by the front office. Uh, the NFL players are starting to get empowered. They're not going to stand for it. They're pouting, and they're taking to social media. Folks, 
we're seeing the NFL offseason start to look a lot like the NBA. I want to start with the Von Miller situation. Von Miller versus John Elway is like a legitimate thing. It's happening. Do you remember John Gruden versus Khalil Mack? The first time John Gruden said, well, you know, we're going to have to look at everybody in terms of trading, and Khalil Mack's not here. Khalil Mack wants a big contract. You could smell like, whoa, what's happening here? Boom, Khalil Mack gets traded to the Bears. Keep an eye on Von Miller in Denver. Now, I know he turns 30 in March, but he's still one of the best edge rushers in the league. He had 15 and a half sacks last year. But if you think big picture, he's a $25 million cap hit next year. You don't have a quarterback. You don't currently have a head coach. You're not a playoff team in the AFC. And folks, I'm willing to tell you this right now. Gavin, I want you to chart it. Uh, 10.08 Eastern time on today's show, January 5th. I believe Von Miller will be traded by the Denver Broncos this offseason. Now, I spent most of the week doing some FS1 TV with Mark Slareth, who, by the way, former Denver Bronco. Mark Slareth has a radio show in Denver. Mark Slareth has the ear of John Elway. He is in agreement with me that Von Miller probably gets traded by the Denver Okay, Broncos. now let's get into teams. Who are you looking at? I mean, this is a situation where they're rebuilding. They just saw their division rival deal Khalil Mack for a first-round pick to the Bears. Now, I actually think Miller, I know he's a little bit older, but I think he could he could fetch a first-round pick. Now, when you want to get creative, and I get, I'm going to keep coming back to two teams because of their cap situation, the New York Jets, my New York Jets, and, yes, the Indianapolis Colts. These two teams have a ton of cap room. Don't forget the Cleveland Browns. They're going to be in the mix, although their their defensive line is not set, but they're in good shape. But this Von Miller situation is going to bubble up, and if you're Denver and you're rebuilding, and you hear Von Miller's mom coming after you on Instagram, do you need this headache if you're John Elway? Listen, John Elway's got a coaching search, and there is pressure on John Elway. And Von Miller's mom is not wrong when she says on Instagram that John Elway is the problem. Okay? John Elway has been bad picking quarterbacks. John Elway had did a terrible job picking Vance Joseph as his head coach, and this is a pivotal hire for him. I don't know how attractive that job is when you look at that roster and you're like, oh, who do I like? Oh, Cortland Sutton, he's not a bad receiver. Philip Lindsay, pretty good rookie year, okay. What else you got? Chris Harris, a quarterback? Uh, Bradley Chubb had a good year, but this is not a roster full of talent. I'm telling you right now, Packers are more attractive. Jets with a franchise quarterback are more attractive. And, of course, the Browns are more attractive. So Von Miller... And the Broncos looks like they're headed for a divorce. Now, let's go to Antonio Brown, the next NFL player who's having an NBA-type offseason already. Antonio Brown, now, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network said about 25 minutes ago that it appears as if the Steelers are going to be fielding trade requests for Antonio Brown. Now, what does a guy like Antonio Brown fetch, right? Led the league in touchdown receptions with 15 Still elite at his position. I will say this. He's 30. He's turning 31. Now, receivers can go deeper into the age, into their 30s. They age better than running backs, obviously. 
And Antonio Brown does not have a rich history of injuries. But the way it ended in Pittsburgh, I mean, you're in the middle of a playoff race. Ben Roethlisberger says something at practice. Antonio Brown throws a ball at him and says, basically, bleep this. I'm out of here. I don't need this garbage. And here's what happens that's interesting. At that point, Antonio Brown basically ghosts the Steelers. His employer. How do you think the employer would feel if uh, all of a sudden I stopped responding to texts about this weekend show, no emails, you can't get in touch with me for a couple days? You think I'm keeping my job? <laughs> Antonio Brown just went AWOL on the Steelers. And then the beauty of this, folks, Antonio Brown's agent calls up the Steelers and is like, hey, Mike, yeah, Antonio Brown will be ready for Sunday. And Mike Tomlin's like, excuse me? That's not how this works. You can't call me as the agent and tell me what's up. And that might have been it for Antonio Brown. Now, I'm not absolving Mike Tomlin here because he's supposed to be a player's coach. And now in two consecutive years, he's lost Le'Veon Bell. I know some of that was over the contract, but he's lost Antonio Brown. Again, who makes sense for Antonio Brown? Well, Look at the Indianapolis Colts. I got one receiver in T.Y. Hilton. My New York Jets have zero receivers. But the big picture here is NFL player playing for a conservative franchise. I mean, the, the Steelers have had like three coaches in 50 years. And he's acting like an NBA player. But it doesn't stop there. I could go into Le'Veon Bell. I mean, we could go deep into Le'Veon Bell. That's a nightmare scenario. And... Again, to talk about a reporter who's come on this show, Albert Breer about two months ago said the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the team to watch for Le'Veon Bell. That, I believe, makes more sense than my Jets. Jets fans, relax. I got good Sam Darnold news for you shortly. Um, But again, you're going to hear the same teams pop up. Listen, Sam and Gavin here in the studio, watch Odell Beckham, I think he joins this group, okay? This is a guy who was hurt again this year, okay? They look fine offensively with Saquon Barkley catching 89 passes. I know they didn't win a ton of games, but it's not because of Odell Beckham. That defense was a joke. If you can trade Odell Beckham to, I don't know, Cleveland, they need another receiver. Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham are tight, dating back to their... LSU days. Folks, the NBA offseason has been totally dominant for the last, I don't know, five or six years. The offseason is almost better than the regular season. I am here to tell you that this NFL offseason, keep an eye on Leonard Fournette in Jacksonville. A lot of smoke around whether or not they want to bring him back. He was terrible this year. Remember, he was great as a rookie. And he didn't want to play through injuries. As soon as things went south for Leonard Fournette, he just started to pout slow to come back from an injury. They've had to reprimand him twice internally for stuff that they didn't like. And Jalen Ramsey, another front runner. This guy was a first-team All-Pro in 2017, as was Antonio Brown, as was Von Miller. Le'Veon Bell, second-team All-Pro. These are stars. They're unhappy, and they're voicing their criticism. Now, what's going to be fascinating is the contract situation. Leonard Fournette on his rookie deal. There's value there. But does anybody want a banged-up running back who pouts, who doesn't want to listen, to as soon as a team loses three in a row, he's checked out? I, I, I can't believe how good the NFL is getting right now. Folks, the NFL offseason is going to be bananas.
We're heading into Wild Card Weekend. Three games with spreads of less than three. And to cap it off, we got eight head coaching openings. Eight. Now, if you want some speculation, hey, what's going on here? Why why are things taking so long with the head coaching openings? This is just a guess. Gavin, I have no information. haven't talked to anybody about this. But I do wonder if people are waiting to see what happens in Dallas tonight. Okay? We've talked a lot about Jason Garrett. He's like Jerry's son. He got them to the playoffs. Remember, this guy was about fired after that Tennessee Titans loss on Monday Night Football. Keep an eye on this Dallas game tonight. I'm telling you right now, if Jason Garrett manages to choke this away or he gets blown out, I wouldn't put it past Jerry Jones, home loss as a favorite, and Jason Garrett gets shown the door. Now, I don't think it will happen, but I wouldn't wouldn't be shocked if they get waxed by Seattle. And listen, Pete Carroll, he's a good coach. Russell Wilson, he's a superstar quarterback. And then it becomes interesting because all all of a sudden, Dallas or Cleveland, what's the better job opening? Or Aaron Rodgers? Or do you want New York and Bright Lights and Sam Darnold? I'm just saying, I'm very, very excited for Wild Card Weekend, the head coaching openings, the drama off the field. How hot right now is the NFL? Loving it. Coming up next year on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. So the college football national championship game is Monday night. Is anybody talking about this game? There's only, you know, one way to look at this. It's a snoozer, and college football has a major problem. We'll get to that next. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. I am your host, Jason McIntyre. Oh, very fired up about the NFL this weekend. And, and remember... Eight head coaching openings. We'll rank them later in the show, but spoiler alert, the Cleveland Browns are one. Yes, ahead of the Packers. Sorry. Uh, Our next guest joining us here on the show, I've known him for a while. He's obviously one of the big guys in college football when it comes to columnists. Dan Wolkin, USA Today. Dan, good morning. Uh, Thank you for joining us. I assume you're in San Jose. Is it Santa Clara? I am in San Jose. We are about to go do media day. Uh, over at the uh, hockey arena, so they'll have all the players in there. So that's the one big media opportunity they do before the championship game, so that'll be in about an hour. Okay, so Dan, l- let me ask you, you um, is there any juice out there for the game? I know I talked to someone yesterday, and they were like, I don't think San Jose even knows there's a game going on. Do you, can, yeah, do you I get- don't. <laughs> the only thing I've noticed is people are mad because they've closed a bunch of streets downtown <laughs> for the, the festival. You know, the, they do the college football um, fan fest or yeah. whatever. Um, I don't think locally there's any juice here. I, you know, nationally, college football fans are, are, I think, overall excited to see Clemson, Alabama again because it's just been such a good matchup. Uh, but locally, you know, it's it's a hard place to get to for the fan bases. So, yeah. like, you're just not going to see Clemson fans or Alabama fans like invading San Jose mm-hmm. uh, like they normally would. So, yeah, it's just it's it's not really going to have kind of that big game feel. Yeah. And I do wonder, like, Dan, did they, who screwed this up? Why have a game in a place that's difficult to get to for the fan bases when you know the sports become dominated by the South? Like, why not just have this game in Atlanta? <laughs> well, of course, they, they set these title games yeah. years in advance. One of the things that happened when they created the playoff is they wanted to make the championship game kind of like a mini Super Bowl. They wanted it to kind of have the same sort of feel and, you know, the parties and the glitz and the glamour that goes along with Super Bowl week. Now, you and I know that that's impossible to recreate, but that's what they tried to do. So they wanted to move it around the country, put it in pro stadiums, different venues that don't necessarily have um, historical college football games. So that's why they put it out here, because they felt like they needed a West Coast game. Uh, But obviously it, it has backfired big time given the teams involved. So let me ask you, Dan, now we're, uh, we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty. Just how bad is this for college football? Not only that it's the third time in four years, and you know nobody west of the Mississippi is that interested in this game, but when you look at the fact that Tua, his three best receivers, two of his best running backs, they're all back next year, and Trevor Lawrence is back, the great Clemson quarterback, and a bunch of his pass catchers and running backs, like... Dan, we're looking at maybe four and five years. The NBA gets blasted for 
oh, well, it's predictable. It'll be Warriors versus LeBron every year. And that happens. Is college football getting a pass for a predictable college football championship setup? Yeah, look, the hard part is this isn't another sport like like basketball where there's a salary cap or football where there's a salary cap. This is about recruiting. And you know, winning is winning just feeds into these teams recruiting better. So, yeah, Clemson and Alabama have just kind of become monsters. And we're, it'll end at some point. Uh, somebody at else some will come point. up. Somebody, somebody will fall off. But, yeah, I mean, this is probably going to be Alabama-Clemson next year, too. And uh, it's not the best, I think, for the sport to, to not be national or have kind of a more – um, a wider reach in terms of the teams involved, but uh, it's just what it is. Like you can't fix the system uh, to to make it so that uh, you know Washington or USC or Texas uh, comes up and and gets in this game. Like it's just not the way it works. Okay, well let, let me counter with this, Dan. And again, a lot of people will say, "Oh, even if you expand the playoff to eight, you're still going to get these." And I I will push back on that because when you give these elite coaches with elite talent a month to prepare for a semifinal, yeah, that's what's going to happen. The best teams are going to win. If you do eight teams and you don't give Nick Saban a month to prepare for Oklahoma, you know, and you give him, say, a week or two, I just do wonder if you're going to see a lot closer games if you get it at eight and and you add a quarterfinal round. Or Where are you on the eight-team playoff or even six-team? Yeah, I mean, look, you could do it any different way. I'd be fine with it. But you bring up a good point. It's something that doesn't get talked about a lot. And it's not just the coaching. It's the recovery from injury. I mean, think about if Alabama had to play yes. one of these teams the week or two weeks after the SEC championship game, Tua Tungavailoa wouldn't have been able to play. So there's no doubt, you know, the way the bowl system works and, and also the playoff. I mean, now – you know, you, to win a semifinal, to win a championship game, you've got to beat two elite teams. Used to be in a bowl matchup, you just had to beat one, and then yeah. you're the national champion. Well, now, I mean, only the teams that kind of have the, the, the top-end talent and the depth are really going to be equipped to win two of those kind of games. So it, it really does set up well for, for the teams with the best talent. We're talking with Dan Wolken, USA Today columnist, at Dan Wolken on Twitter. So, Dan, it's funny, when uh, Dexter Lawrence was suspended for Clemson in the semifinal, they mention his backup. So I think his name was Austin something. And I quickly look him up because he's a freshman. He was like one of the top ten recruits in the country. I mean, it's just like there's no fall off whatsoever. The depth is incredible. Now, you said this could happen for a few more years with Dabo, Sweeney, and Saban taking over. Is there any chance Dabo would leave for the NFL? Or do you <laughs> think he just waits out Alabama where, of course, he was a receiver back in the day? You know, I don't. I don't think he's really an NFL guy. Now, he's been asked this before, and, and he said, "Never say never." You know, he he's pretty open about that. That you just don't know what's in five years, what the commitment's going to be, what the administration's going to be. There could be changing elements that make him more apt to leave. But I just don't see him as an NFL fit. Uh, hmm. The interesting question, as you mentioned, will be when Saban retires, does he go to Alabama, his alma mater? And I don't know that that's an open and shut case. I know Dabo loves Alabama, but at the same time, do you really want to be the guy who follows Saban? That's a pretty tough ask, especially if you've got a monster program yourself that you've built. And you know, when when he retires, he's going to get the statue at Clemson. Yeah. So I don't know that he necessarily would would take that at that point. All right, Dan. One more before we get to the game. Let me just quickly ask your thoughts on. 
in in college football, we're we're waiting out. You know, the championship is Monday, but tonight Dallas plays in the NFL. If Jason Garrett and the Cowboys get blasted, let's say Jerry Jones makes a move. Do you think Lincoln Riley any chance he would entertain that? I know recently he said, "I'm happy, you know, where I am. I'm not that interested." Do you think part of that's because of the options? He doesn't want to go to Cleveland with his wife or go to New York, but Dallas could entice him. No, I don't think right now the timing is, is good for him. Look, he's a young guy. He's in his 30s, and he's got one of the best jobs in college football, works with a great athletic director. They give him everything he wants. He's got the best program in his league. He's made the playoff two years in a row, two Heisman Trophy winners. Life's pretty good for Lincoln Riley right now, and I think the one thing about it is when you have that job, uh, you don't give it up so quickly. I mean, I know everyone says, yeah, you can go to the NFL, you get fired, you come back to college. I don't know that you're coming back to a job as good as Oklahoma. So I, I think you ride that out for a little while. He's got a long time uh, if he wants to go to the NFL where that's going to be an option for him. So I just don't think it's right now. All right, Dan Wolken, USA Today columnist. All right, I'll get you out of here, Dan. Obviously, everybody wants to hear your pick so they can quickly go put some money on the game. <laughs> I, I, do, I do have to ask you, though. Um, this line two weeks ago, okay, two weeks ago before the semifinals was along the lines of Alabama by eight and a half. Then it opened at six. I'm seeing four and a half now. Um, I gotta. I, is is this too much overcompensation? Everybody all over Clemson here. Do you think Alabama blows them out? Do you think Clemson has a shot? What's your play here? Yeah, I don't think it's a blowout either way. It is interesting the way the lines moved. I mean, is that a reaction to Alabama giving up a bunch of points late in the game against Oklahoma? Um, is that a reaction to how well Clemson played against Notre Dame and just totally shut the water off uh, offensively? Really, I, I can't read why that's happening. Um, both teams have some interesting vulnerabilities, and I think it just comes down on both sides to, you know, can your offensive line block and can your defensive backs cover? Um, this is not a great Clemson offensive yeah. line. I think they're going to have to play the game of the year for them to to be able to hang in there and protect Trevor Lawrence. And if he's got time, he's going to have opportunities to throw the football deep and, and make some big plays. And conversely for Alabama, you know, their left guard being out is with the suspension is a big deal. Um, their right tackle is just okay. You know, they're going to have a tough time blocking mm. those Clemson defensive linemen. Um, and if you get pressure on Tua, he's made some bad decisions. Yeah. So, um, you know, but then again, Clemson's secondary is just okay. And yeah. Alabama's wide receivers are great, right? So again, it's, can you can you block? Can you cover? Um, I give the edge a little bit to Alabama uh, in the game. However, I will say special teams is an area to keep an eye on. Just neither team is great in special teams, but Alabama's special teams are particularly bad this year. I can see Clemson <laughs> re- returning a punt for a touchdown. Wow, you know, that's that kind of thing. That kind of thing turns turns the game around. Is it um, me or Dan? Did did Clemson's offense not look great against Notre Dame? They basically had three big plays all in one quarter when Julian Love went out the All-American cornerback. And then the rest of the game, they had one long touchdown run. That's it. I, well, I think Clemson uh, you know, faced an opponent in Notre Dame. That they were well-coached, well-prepared. The defensive line was the strength of their team. I thought they committed to take away the run, and, and that's exactly what they did. Um, they got beat on, on some blitzes where Trevor Lawrence was able to identify it and, and get the ball out quickly. That's what he does really, really well. And I think Alabama's going to use the same game plan, try to, try to pressure him and you know, see if, if he makes some mistakes as a freshman, but uh, no, you're right. I mean, Clemson is not as explosive offensively 
as as they were maybe three years ago. Um, but it's their it's really their defense uh, that's the strength of their team. Yeah. All right, Dan. You mentioned freshmen for Lawrence. No freshman has won uh, a national championship. True freshman starter, I believe, since Jameel Holloway. Holloway. That name ring yeah. around? Oh my goodness. Nineteen eighty five, nineteen eighty six, somewhere around there. Wow. All right, Dan Wolken, USA Today. Enjoy media day, Dan. Enjoy the game. We'll look for your stuff online. Thanks, Jason. All right, Dan Wolken, USA Today. Um, I do wonder, guys, like I know Iowa Sam's in there with his Iowa Hawkeyes gear. Like, um, this is not that exciting of a championship game. I mean, it could be a great game, no doubt, but the juice, oof. You Go ahead, Sam. What do you got? If you want the two best teams in college football, they are head and shoulders above everybody else. You got them. But, you know, you are seeing the same old, same old. But if you like, uh, you know, the cream of the crop, then you're going to get that. Okay. All right, Iowa Sam, thank you very much. Good stuff from Dan Wolken. The Lakers. Oh, boy. They're in trouble, folks. They fall into eighth in the West. Um, Kuzma's hurt. Rondo's out. LeBron. LeBron hanging out with uh, Magic Johnson and uh, Rob Palinka in the tunnel there. Oh, boy. I've got some help and some answers for the Lakers. But first, here's Isaac Lowenkron with the latest in sports. Good morning, Jason. We begin in college football where Mountaineer fans are asking, what can Brown do for you? West Virginia has just officially announced the hiring of Neil Brown as its new head coach, replacing Dana Holgerson. Brown went 35-16 and at Troy the past four seasons, including a 3-0 record in bowl games. In the NBA Friday night, the New York Knicks broke an eight-game losing streak with a road victory over the Lakers, who dropped to 1-4 and four without LeBron James because of his groin injury. Paul George scored 37 of the Thunder's victory at Portland, while in Chicago, the Pacers and Bulls were tied in the dying seconds of overtime. Two seconds to go. Here comes the winner off the glass and in. Oladipo from dead on from about 28 feet away, and the Pacers lead by three. Mark Boyle the call on WFNI. The Pacers have won six straight. The Bucks improved their NBA best record to 27-10 and by routing the Hawks 144-112. Milwaukee also won a five-game winning streak. The NFL playoffs kick off today at 435 Eastern as the Houston Texans host the Indianapolis Colts, followed by the Seahawks and the Cowboys from Arlington. Back to the big lead in 10 seconds, but first, a word from farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Jason, back to you. Thank you, Isaac. Back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. I am your host, ladies and gentlemen, Jason McIntyre. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, That was an interesting chat with Dan Wolken, uh, my colleague at USA Today. Of course, USA Today owns the website that I started, thebiglead.com. Uh, and he made some interesting points. It's so funny. Uh, to to the college football hardcore fans out there, I said a name there at the end, Jameel Holloway. Anybody remember him? I know, Sam, you probably weren't even born yet. But there was this dude, Jameel Holloway, for Oklahoma. So Troy Aikman was the starting quarterback at Oklahoma. He gets hurt, and Jameel Holloway comes in early in the season. 
And he's an option quarterback. And if you guys liked option football, and I know there's not a lot of it now, although Lamar Jackson does some option. This kid, Jamil Holloway, was so good. Go look him up on YouTube. And Oklahoma ran it so well. They won the national title with him. Of course, Troy Aikman then had to transfer. He ended up at UCLA because you're not going to dump Holloway after he wins you a title. But college football was so different back then because the bowl structure was all that mattered. People cared. Oh, it's the best two teams meeting. There was no argument about, oh, there should be an 18 playoff. I should sit out this bowl game. Man, college football really has changed radically. You can blame the money for that. All right, now uh, I want to pivot to the Lakers momentarily. Another loss for the Lakers last night. Uh, Producer Gavin in here, big Lakers fan, big Chargers fan. We'll get to that shortly. But the Lakers are stumbling without LeBron. Um, It's interesting because, I don't know, a groin injury? It's been since Christmas. What are we looking at? Uh, About 10 days here for LeBron. Then all of a sudden we hear, he's going to be out another week. If you think back to that vacation he took to Miami when he was in Cleveland. Uh, I just wonder if LeBron's like, all right, listen, we're in a good spot. I gave us a lead. It's like in a relay race, right? You run a four-man relay race, and the first and second guy give you a big lead, and maybe you're not your strongest guy is third, and then your closer is fourth. And it's almost as if LeBron's like, I got you guys to fourth. Let me let my my young children swim for a little bit on their own, and then I'll come back in and save the day. Because LeBron cannot be happy with what he sees. I mean, Gavin, they're not running an offense. And I don't want to beat up Luke Walton. I know we're on 570 out here Please in LA. Please do. And oh, Gavin <laughs> wants me to kill Luke Walton. I can't crush him. When you're without three starters, no Rondo, no Kuzma, no LeBron, it's tough to win. But you just played a Knicks team that's tanking for Zion Williamson. They got nine wins. Luke, well, had you ever seen a zone before? The Knicks, yes, folks, if you weren't watching that game, the Knicks went to a zone defense last night with about seven or eight minutes left in a close game. Lakers were up by two or three, uh, and the Knicks went zone, and the Lakers were like, oh, what's a zone? Like my second-grade basketball team doesn't know what to do against a zone. And Brandon Ingram kept driving into the teeth of the defense, turnover, block shot, whatever, Lakers end up losing. That's a bad loss. When you amplify that by the choke against the Thunder the other night at home, fourth quarter lead, gag that away. And then, of course, against the Kings, when that plumber from Serbia hits that prayer three at the buzzer and you blow a 15-point lead with like six minutes left. No disrespect to Bogdanovich. I just, I think that's funny to say. Um, They're looking at me here like that's a mean comment. I was a joke. Bogdanovich is a pro. He's good. Um, So if I'm LeBron... And I'm sitting there talking to Magic and, and uh, Palinka. Um, so, guys, what, what are we going to do here? Are we going to ride with this out? Because look at the Houston Rockets. They're on fire right now. I mean, James Harden, and we'll get, yes, we'll get to Harden. Jason, he's the MVP. Yeah, in the month of December, he's the MVP. Interesting how James Harden all of a sudden got hot when Chris Paul goes out with another another injury, another hammy. So if you're LeBron, you're looking and saying, oh, Rockets are hot. Nuggets, they refuse to lose and fold. Thunder are making a move. Shucks, we're starting to slip slide back. Guys, do we need Bradley Beal? I mean, he's putting up big, big numbers with John Wall out. 
The Anthony Davis stuff has died down because the league said, hey, put a cork in it. Stop talking about Anthony Davis. Lakers are either setting up for some some moves in February. And Gavin, if they don't do that. Or, Gavin, can you fathom the Lakers losing in the first round of the playoffs? I just can't. I, if I they can. play the Warriors, they will. At, at the state of the Lakers right now, I can. Absolutely. Well, right now, yeah. today. But three weeks ago. You would have said no. They're going no, to the finals. Yeah, and they uh, conference finals. That is. Yeah, I mean it'll be different, obviously, when LeBron comes back. But they couldn't take down the Rockets right now without Eric Gordon and Chris Paul. Like, I mean, right? So, That's a little uh, scary. I'm gonna say this. Uh, you know, I know LeBron talked about himself as the goat, and we'll we'll do more into that later. Um, I, you can't be the goat if you lose to the Denver Nuggets in the first round of the playoffs this year. Okay. Are you guys with me on that? I, I love LeBron. I think he's put up great numbers. I'm a LeBron fan. I've defended him. He just said he's the GOAT for what he did in 2016, and we'll dive deeper into that because I, I understand what he's saying. But you can't do that and then come out and lose in the first round of the Nuggets. All right? I, and I'm a LeBron guy. I, I don't want the callers. We're not taking them. LeBron, you got to talk to the team, man. Luke Walton, I think Luke Walton's in trouble. I think Brandon Ingram's in jeopardy. We'll see. Fascinating stuff out here with the Lakers. Coming trade up next. Trade everyone. Trade That's everyone. <laughs> Coming up here next on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. Listen, you want to talk dysfunction. The Philadelphia 76ers. I don't know if you guys care about the Sixers or not, but what is going down? It's it's total 2019 millennial angst drama. And, you know, they're fourth in the East. And everybody seems to hate each other. We're going to dive into what the heck's going on in Philadelphia next year on The Big Lead, Fox Sports Radio. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. So funny when, uh, so for Fox uh, Digital, right? You know, there's Fox TV, there's Fox FS1. Uh, for Fox Sports Digital, I... I I'm the guy who makes picks for them every week. I'm like the gambling guy who makes picks. So they they had me do a playoff bracket and fill out every game of how I think the playoffs are going to shake out. So I did that. You saw that. Okay. You had a big uh, big viewership there, Jason. So last year it did, I think they were saying like 850,000 views. And wow. it was their number one thing all season. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. So... This year, they tagged me in it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And on all those, my feeds are just clogged. I can't see anything because every second, it's like, you're an idiot. Bears, go Bears. You know, Saints are going to win. How do you, you know, misspellings, F-bombs, all this stuff. And I can't, I can't see any comments. You know, I'm like, people, <laughs> my friends have to actually text me now because I can't see anything. It's just all these, a lot of NFL fans, you know, are crazy. And you expect that in the college rankings. But, um. I'm just surprised so many NFL fans react viscerally to me saying that the Bears are going to play the Ravens in the Super Bowl. 
A lot of silence in there. I I, I see. I, I will react viscerally. Okay, go for it. Go for it. What you got? <laughs> You're picking a rookie quarterback who hasn't even played half a season to go to the Super Bowl? I think I am, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> what are the know. odds you're getting, Well, buddy? you know what? You, well, it's plus 4,000 if they actually meet <laughs> the Super Bowl. Um, a lot of people think the Ravens have a shot at getting to the Super Bowl. Some people think the Bears do. Um, we will get back to NFL picks here next hour. My man, T.A., gambling guru. We're, we'll do that shortly. I just have to quickly chime in on Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Buckets. So he was in Chicago. Gets in an argument with the front office, coaching staff bounces. They just, they trade him to Minnesota. Minnesota, Carl Anthony Towns instantly doesn't like him. Uh, Jimmy Butler doesn't like like the lack of energy and defense and will to win. They ship him to Philly, and you knew instantly it wasn't going to work. I I texted with Colin Cowherd and Brian Windhorst right after the deal. I said I will bet you anything Butler does not last in Philly. And they were like, okay, deal. You know, it was like a friendly wager. Jimmy Butler came out recently in a film session with the coach in front of the whole team and was, according to Woj, disrespectful and beyond normal player coach discourse. So now Jimmy Butler's getting painted with the, oh, this guy's a punk. He's a millennial. What a jerk. Nobody wants to deal with him. Folks, I'm just going to tell you this. You know, I've been a ride or die Jimmy Butler fan on this show. I don't think this is about Butler. This is about Joel Embiid not being able to handle a real star in town. Ben Simmons barely cares. I'm just telling you right now. Remember when I said Ben Simmons and Embiid are the new Westbrook Durant, where they like like each other, they're teammates, but ultimately they're not going to work together. This Philly situation is going to explode. I don't know if it's now or in the offseason, but it ain't going to last. I, I've got to find out where Butler's going to go Happen to know a couple players who are very close with Butler. We know he's not happy there. Keep an eye. I know there's been L.A. Clippers, but there are others as well. We'll get to that later. The Big Lead, Fox Sports Radio, coming up next. My wild card picks. Get your money ready. Hour number two here on The Big Lead, Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. That out first hour, I didn't have enough time. We need to extend the show. Scotty Shapiro, I know you're listening out there. You're tuning in for the latest on your Minnesota Timberwolves who stink. Your Vikings who let me down. We need a fourth hour. We officially need a fourth hour. There's just too much content. I barely got into my Jimmy Butler spiel. I've still got to get back to LeBron as the GOAT. And I haven't got to... Listen, there is a story out there in the NFL, and we'll be joined now shortly by my gambling buddy, T.A., uh, to talk about where you need to bet on the wild card games. There's a story out there about how the, I believe it's the six highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL are all missing the playoffs. And there's a narrative, remember we opened the show talking narrative, that you can't build a Super Bowl contender around a highly paid quarterback and has to be a guy on a young deal. Just let's, for some balance, Russell Wilson is a highly paid quarterback. Andrew Luck is a highly compensated quarterback. It can be done. 
We know Tom Brady is kind of an exception, right? Because his wife is worth $500 million. But in addition, Drew Brees is a highly paid quarterback. Obviously, it's advantageous to have your quarterback on a rookie deal, i.e. Mahomes, Trubisky, and on and on. Deshaun Watson down the list. But it can be done. Let's not act like that's the only way. Okay, there's Giants fans out here saying, dump Eli Manning and all this stuff. Like, let's just pump the brakes. That's not the only way to do it. What's key is you absolutely have to draft well. That's It's so mandatory now, which is what scares me about the Jets keeping their GM. Look at the Colts. Not only were their first-round pick, Nelson, the offensive lineman from Notre Dame, and their second-round pick, the linebacker Leonard, Darius Leonard. Not only were they good, they were first-team All-Pro. Look at the Saints last year. Lattimore, outstanding quarterback. I I don't know if he was first-team All-Pro. He might have been second, but he was tremendous. Like, you have to have your rookies deliver for you, and that's imperative to getting to the playoffs. And folks, you know, I'll get to the Jets later. They haven't nailed their first-round picks lately. Outside of Darnold. Their second-round picks are eh. Now, a guy whose team really slayed the draft this past year, joining us now, you know him from gambling. His name, T.A., from Ohio, Mr. Buckeyes. T.A., where are you? Are you in Florida still? Are you in South Beach? No, no, I'm back in, uh, back in Ohio. Back in Ohio, yeah. If you follow T.A. on the gram, he, uh, he was celebrating New Year's in South Beach. That's what I used to do when I was young and didn't have kids. Uh, good time, I would assume. A lot of IG models, you're just swimming in them? <laughs> no, I was with my girlfriend, oh. so it was a relaxing time. It was great weather, and uh, it was good to uh, relax a little bit before uh, getting back into the uh, the, uh, the start of the new year, so it was yeah. good to see you. So have you had a lot of time to break down the wild card games and where the value is? I mean, the lines are sharp. We know they're very tight. There hasn't been a ton of movement, a half point here, one point there. Uh, T.A., I'll just start with this. Is there a game that jumps out at you where you think there's the most value this weekend in the NFL? Yeah, ton of value per se. Like you said, the lines are tighter. Um, you know, I, I tweeted out uh, yesterday that, you know, I, I'm better at kind of a larger slate, you know, regular season where teams aren't as motivated or they're looking ahead or there's letdowns and travel stuff. But here, obviously, every team's motivated, so it's harder to find value. But I think of the four games, I was telling your producer, you know, tomorrow I'm not really, I don't like the games tomorrow at all, but I like both uh, games today. And I think you can find value in, uh, you know, there's a, there's a prop or two, a uh, player prop that I think, um, you know, you can exploit as well. Oh, so. the props. You're the prop king. <laughs> That's right. What did you hit? La- was it two years ago or last year in the playoffs? You hit a Seahawks receiver uh, for first touchdown or something obscure and you nailed it. What, what was that? It was Paul Richardson. First TD was 75 to 1. Um. Yeah, Seattle's playing the Lions. Yes, two years. Richardson. Ago. Yeah, two years ago, and and you know Jermaine Curse, who was a starter for Seattle, was out uh, towards the end of the year. So Richardson started getting more snaps, and he scored a touchdown late in the year. So I thought that the odds were just way too high for him. So I took a shot, and he caught a fourth down uh, controversial. He was, uh, I think, it was offensive pass interference. That's right. Decided yeah. not to call. So yeah, it was. I got lucky there. But if you want to go through these games, I mean, I think. The early one, I'm on the Colts um, plus one and a half. Yeah. Um, and I'm also, I've got a couple props. I've got uh, Dontrell Inman, first touchdown, 15 to one. He 15 caught a touchdown to one. To, yeah, he's caught a touchdown in um, the, the last two games. So he's getting more snaps. Ryan Grant, who was their number two receiver, is out. 
So I think Inman's going to be more involved. And then I think in general, I've got Eric Ebron over 49 and a half receiving yards, the tight end for the Colts. And so when you break this down, Houston is has allowed the second most uh, yards uh, receiving to tight ends in the NFL right. this year at 72 yards per game. And two games so far uh, against Houston, Ebron has received uh, 18 total targets. Oh. He's got 10 targets in the first game, eight in the second. Um, and if you look at kind of his numbers throughout the year, uh, he gets 6.8 yards per target. So just to get that, that 49 and a half yards, you only need about seven targets. And so I think he's going to have a good game here. I think yeah. he's going to be heavily involved. And, you know, the Colts can't run the ball against this Houston defense, who's number one in the NFL. So I think there's going to be a lot of balls um, going uh, to Ebron's way. So those are a couple of plays I like in the, in the early game. I love that Ebron one. If you think back a couple weeks ago, the Texans, uh, I think they gave up like 14 catches to Zach Ertz on like 16 targets. That you're right, they cannot guard the tight end. Listen, man, that's why we bring this guy on the show. That is Dontrell Inman, first TD in the Colts game. All right, so uh, can you give me some thoughts on on Seahawks Cowboys? Because for some reason, I've been all Cowboys all week, and then yesterday, I just started wondering. Well, wait a second. Jason Garrett, am I feeding into the narratives that are out there? Jason Garrett can't win the big game. Russell Wilson's clutch, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you know, I'm the same as you. I, I, it's funny. I've been hearing, all I've been hearing is Seattle. Everyone's picking Seattle, right? And, you know, I dug in some numbers. And, you know, look, if you look at the home road splits, Dallas is a completely different team at home yeah. versus on the road, right? They're 7-1 and one at home. If you look at on a, on a net yards per play basis, Dallas is the fourth best team in the NFL. Uh, at home, Seattle only has three road wins. I mean, they won they won a London game um, against Oakland, which doesn't really count as a road game since both teams are on the road. So they only have three actual road wins. None of them against a team five hundred or better. They beat Carolina, and that was a game. If you remember, Carolina completely outplayed them and got stopped multiple times uh, at the goal line and That's had a right. turnover. And so, and then they beat Arizona and they beat the Lions. So they have no good wins really on the road. Um, and then you look at just kind of the, the matchup. Seattle faced eight top ten run offenses, and in those games, they've allowed a combined six and a half yards per carry. Um, they they get gashed on the ground. We know how good Zeke Elliott is, and they're twenty seventh in allowing explosive run plays on defense, twenty third in allowing explosive pass plays. So I think Dallas is going to be able to move the ball, and we know that Seattle relies on that run game. Dallas is fifth in the NFL in DVOA rush defense. So I think. You know, they'll be able to sign me that run, that run offense from Seattle. And really what it comes down to, the big, biggest risk, as you mentioned, is the, uh, the, the coaching mismatch yeah. versus Jason Garrett. And then just, you know, Russell Wilson is not a fun guy to bet against. Um, he's, he's always going to make things interesting. I think this is going to be, you know, he's going to make this game close. But the fact that you get this under three, I think, is a really, I think it's an advantage. So I took Dallas, um, I think it's at two now. Um, I think you get it under a field goal, and you essentially just have to win. Um, I just think at the end of the day, between the matchups and the fact that Dallas is playing at home, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean that way. All right, T.A., All right. let me ask you. Uh, again, we're talking with T.A. here, gambling, NFL, college football. I, I don't like trends. You know, we, I mean, you kind of you see them, okay, whatever. But what about the fact that short home favorites, of less than three in the wild card round, the last ten games are one eight and one against the spread. Now, short home favorites would be the Houston Texans, short home favorite. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are a short home favorite as well, and so are the Baltimore Ravens. Does, does any of that factor into what you say in any way, shape, or form? 
Well, no, I mean, if you think about it, um, if, you, if you just assume a standard three points for a home field advantage, right, if a game is, uh, if a team is favored by under three, that means that the other team, uh, Vegas thinks the other team is the better team, right? Right. Uh, because you get three, t- three points. So it doesn't shock me that, quote, unquote, the better team has won a bunch of games uh, in the wild card round. I, I just think you have to play every single, you have to look at every single game separately because you don't want to just get caught up in just a pure trend. Now, if, if you, if you just thought this is a, a total coin flip, you can't find an edge either way, I get it. Maybe you lean on that. But to me, I think in this case, for example, I just think Dallas has such a big split in their, their home and road um, the stats. And, they, and like I said, the matchup where Dallas just, you know, if you can't stop the run against Dallas, you're just playing right into their hands. Yeah. And with Seattle, it, you have to stop the run against Seattle or you're going to get, gonna get you know, manhandled like Kansas City did a few weeks ago. And so Dallas, what Dallas does. So I think just from... Pure matchup play. I just have to lean on that over any trend like the the, the one you mentioned. All right, let's get to Sunday's Sunday's games. I know you're not as hot on them as Saturday's, but before uh, we dig into Ravens Chargers rematch, uh, again another little trend here. Underdogs last year in the wild card round were four and zero. Now two years ago they were zero and four. The favorites ruled. I'm just going to put that out there. You know, regression, whatever. But underdogs in the wild card round last year. 4-0. Does that give any pause? Remember, there's a rematch, Chargers-Ravens. Who do you like in that game? So, it's on your producer again. It sounds like he's a Chargers fan. He's a big I, Chargers guy. Yeah, and I've got them 35-1 to to win the Super Bowl. That was my, my big Super Bowl pick from prior to the season. So, obviously, I'm rooting for the, the Chargers here. I, I just think this is a tough spot. Um, you know, they, they went to, to Denver last week, and for whatever reason, they played their starters the whole game. I couldn't believe that. Um, but that, that travel to go back to LA. Now they got to go to you know, Sunday cross country, 1 PM start. So it's an early start for a West coast team. So the travel and kind of the, the timing doesn't, doesn't help the chargers. Then you look at their, um, their linebackers are all out. I mean, we know Perryman has been out for a little while, but they lost Jatavius Brown last week to an injury. Again, I have no idea why, why those starters were playing, but, uh, he's out. So their, their linebacking crew is completely decimated against. Uh, you know, an, an all-running offense with Lamar Jackson and company. This is not a good matchup. Yeah. And then offensively, you know, we saw they couldn't protect. The offensive line could not protect Phillip Rivers um, in that late-season matchup. bad Couple line. Oh, my god, Bad goodness. line. And, and you're playing in Baltimore. I, I'm staying away. I'm just going to root for the Chargers. But if I had to lean one way, I would definitely take the Ravens. But I, I'm just staying away personally. It's weird. So I forget where I heard it or read it, but someone had said the Chargers were built – perfectly to stop the uh, up-tempo NFL. Oh, it was Kevin Clark, uh, my producer, saying, yeah, uh, he's been on the show before, that the Chargers were built to stop kind of the modern offense, you know, the tempo, the spread, Mm -hmm. all that stuff, because they got Derwin James, who's been amazing. But a run attack is just awful for them because it basically renders Bosa and Ingram, their edges, useless. They're they're, they're not going to be huge factors. Up the right. middle, they're susceptible. I, yeah, you're right. I, I don't love it for the Chargers. All right, the final game, Bears-Eagles. T.A., any thoughts on that before we get to Clemson-Alabama? Yeah, I, I'm leaning Eagles. I haven't done anything yet. I lean Eagles, especially if it's at 6, 6.5. Maybe you could buy it to 7. I, I lean, I don't love it just because the Bears have been so good on defense, especially at home. But really, you know, we talked about this separately. Um, I couldn't find the stat. I couldn't dig it up, but... You know, there is a stat out there, first-time playoff yeah. QBs, veteran QBs, especially ones that are favored. Um, we, we saw it last year when Goff and the Rams were favored against Matt Ryan and the Falcons. 
Um, you know, those teams, the, the first-time uh, quarterbacks tend to struggle and don't cover. I couldn't find the exact stat, but I know I heard it last year, and it was pretty strong. Um, you look, obviously, Philly is a veteran crew. We know Foles has obviously been through the wear. Um, to me, you know, trusting Trubisky and, and the Philadelphia defensive lines played really well lately. They put, they're going to put a ton of pressure on Trubisky. He's going to have to use his legs. You know, do you really trust um, Trubisky to, to cover a big number? Well, like, I, can I, let me jump in real quick. Yes, I, I do actually with the legs because the Eagles have given up over 40 yards rushing. Andrew Luck, Marcus Mariota, Blake Bortles. Uh, there was another one. Deshaun Watson had two touchdowns and 49 yards. They're susceptible to the running quarterbacks, and Trubisky averaged 6.2 yards a carry. I think he has a good game on the ground. Uh, I, I like the Bears a lot here for some reason. Yeah, well, you know, if you were, like I saw about player props, we'll see what the what the Trubisky run prop is. That might be something to, to take yeah, a look at. Good idea. You know, if, if that's if that's where the Eagles are susceptible, I just think at the end of the day, you've got a veteran team, team that has, has been through the wears against a rookie coach and, and a first time QB. I just don't like laying a lot of points. Like I said, I don't love it, but if I had to, to, to lean aside, I, I would definitely take the Eagles here. All right, last up, TA. Clemson, Alabama. I'll just give my pick. Uh, you know, I, I'm a little worried that on the look ahead, this was eight and a half, and then you know, here we are, ten days later, or whatever, and uh, it's down to four and a half. Like, I, I that seems like a bit of an overreaction. I don't love either side here. I actually like the first half under. I saw thirty and a half. If you look at the last two times these teams have met in the title game, it was a fourth quarter explosion. There was a feeling out process because there's only a week to prepare, not a whole month off. Like the semifinal, uh, I, I think the first half under. That's my play uh, for the game. Interesting. I will say, well, look, you haven't had two quarterbacks like this. Yeah, that's fair. Matchups, right? And so both guys can sling it. They go downfield. I, I took Clemson right away uh, at six um, when it came out. I just think, you know, the one thing about Alabama is, you know, we know how good they are offensively, but defensively, they, they this is not the same Alabama that that we've seen the last handful of years. I mean, they've allowed a good amount of explosive plays. Uh, I thought they would just completely shut down Kyler Murray and Oklahoma, and they, they allowed almost seven yards per play. Now, a lot of that was while, you know, after they were yeah, up. But, but Oklahoma was able to move the ball, and their, their number one receiver, Marquise Brown, didn't even, I mean, really didn't even play. No catches. So, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I, I just think you got a, an NFL. I mean, these are, these are this is the battle of the, the two top uh, picks, I think, in the next two drafts. <laughs> yeah. um, so I mean I think Clemson's going to be able to move the ball on on uh, uh, Alabama and you know the the Clemson defensive line yeah they're missing Lawrence but they're good enough to keep keep uh, you know Tua and company I think you know under wraps I think that, I think the under in general so I'm not sure about first half under but I think the under in general is probably a solid play uh, maybe first half maybe you're right the first half under getting you know kind of getting to know you period is is a good play but I think the plus six I think Clemson's got a real shot to win this. But uh, if I had to guess, I think Alabama by by a, you know a field goal is is kind of where it's going to play out. There he is, my man T A. You can follow him on Twitter for great uh, gambling information at Cleve C L E V T A. Have a great weekend, T A. Talk to you next week. All right, see you, Jason. Coming up next here on the Big Lead Fox Sports Radio, the battle between a young quarterback and his head coach. Oh, who doesn't love that? We'll talk about that next. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? 
Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. Oh, boy, folks. Big news breaking here. I don't know if you guys even saw this. Uh, we're going to talk to it here with... James Palmer of the NFL Network shortly. Oh, boy. Boy, the NFL, never a dull moment. I, you know, I opened the show talking about how the NFL offseason is going to be NBA-level crazy. And based on a report that just came out literally moments ago. <laughs> oh, gosh. Let's bring James Palmer in here. James Palmer of the NFL Network. James, good morning. Uh, I understand you are in. Are you in Houston for the big game against uh, the Colts today? I am, I'm standing in the end zone right now, and this tease that you just—I mean, I'm working. Okay. I need to know right. what's what's happening. All right, so it came from uh, one of your guys at the NFL Network, uh, James Jones, former NFL receiver. He is saying that what happened Wednesday at practice with Pittsburgh is, uh, I heard that Antonio Brown ran the wrong route. Big Ben threw the ball on the ground and said, get him out of here. Get somebody else in there. 
And that's when Antonio Brown reached his boiling point and went off. That's according to one of your colleagues, James. He just said it, James Jones on the NFL Network. I mean, James has been right. I mean, he's been our, he's been our, I don't know how he has the connection to Aaron Rodgers. I'm still trying to get to the bottom of it. But he's been right about everything he said about, he said about yeah. Aaron. I mean, I, re, I respect James. And I mean, I, I mean, if that's exactly what happened, in all honesty, I mean, if you've been around the league, I, I, I think things like that are said in every practice yeah. in football. I mean, I, I don't know a team where that hasn't happened with a quarterback or a receiver getting upset that they're not on the same page to the point to where there's some sort of arguments. I mean, this is, this happens around the league, but to, to what happened after it, what transpired after it, is something that doesn't really happen yeah, yeah, all I mean, that much around the league. You've covered the league for a while, James, and, like, you're right. This is typical stuff that happens at practice. People unhappy. Now, I do wonder, Antonio Brown looking inward probably saying, dude, I lead the league in touchdown catches this year. You're going to get on my case about a wrong route? But mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin, known for years as a player's coach, we know he kind of lost Le'Veon Bell. We read the story uh, last year that he showed up at the tail end of walkthrough uh, right before that playoff game against the Jags, just casually strolled in. You almost wonder, James, uh, have these Steelers players been maybe a little bit too empowered by their coach to do their thing? That's always been kind of the, you know, the, the give and take and the balance that every coach tries to find between, you know, some guys are good with the dictatorship sense and some are better with being that player's coach that can relate to their guys. But when you go towards that side of things, it's always, you know, harder. I mean, I, I go back to my sister's a teacher and they always say, kick somebody out of class the first day of school. You can always get uh, less strict. It's hard to get more strict as the season, as you know, as the classroom and the and the and the school year goes on, and that's kind of what it's like when you're a player's coach. To where if you start being buddy buddy with your players, in a sense, it's kind of hard when you want to really lay the hammer down, and they've seen you in one way for most of the time you've been with them, and then you really want to hammer someone. It's a little bit more difficult when when you handle yourself in that manner, in a sense. Definitely, we're talking with James Palmer, NFL Network. Uh, he's at Colts Texans now. This is the early game today. It's round three between uh, these mm-hmm. two. Uh, if you're asking me about numbers for this game, James, uh, right off the bat, Andrew Luck in two games is averaging 431 yards passing against his <laughs> secondary. Is that going to continue in round three? I mean, I, it's the third most number of yards anyone's put up in a in a game against the same opponent twice in a year. I mean, only two times has somebody thrown for more yards in two games against the same opponent in a season than what Luck's done. And I was here for the Week 14 game, and they thought that they were going to be ready because Tyron Matthew told me, we, <laughs> we are upset with the way Week 4 went, and he threw the football all, all over us. I'm actually, I've been waiting for this Week 14 game. Well, Luck goes out and does exactly what he did in, in Week 4, and it's funny because I was just telling someone on the sideline, I remember being here and everything he did and, and throwing the football all over the field, they still only won 24-21. I mean, Fair. it was still a game, you know, in, in a sense. Um, and I think that's the fun part about this because of the guy who's on the other side. I mean, I've spent a lot of time with the Texans, and the reason they traded up is that Rick Smith, when he was the general manager, was sitting in the seats at that national championship game against Alabama and saw what he can do when the lights are the brightest. And that's why they traded up. They feel like the bigger the game, the better Deshaun Watson plays. They think he just has this trait to where he's going to find a way to succeed and get the ball in his hands in the fourth quarter, and you'll find a way. I was at the Philly game where he did it 
But their defense, again, just didn't stop Nick Foles and company to come right back on the other side. So I think it's going to be a really fun one to watch. You know, very few teams play each other three times. I think the difference here is what makes the Texans successful is their pass rush is so good, but that's what the Colts have been so good at doing is protecting Andrew Luck this season. So it's like the one strength that helps this defense. It's a strength of the Colts' offense, and they don't run into that very often. And it's hurt them in a sense because – Remember, in that game where they, when they really went after Luck in Week 4, that offensive line of the Colts wasn't healthy. Now Ryan Kelly's back. This mm-hmm. offensive line's healthy. Now we're going to get a chance to see. And I think Jadavion Clowney's playing for more than just you know, this game and this season. And his future is kind of, you know, I think, tied to how he plays in these playoffs. Talking with James Palmer, NFL Network. So, James, uh, in that second meeting, I know you said it was a three-point game, but it was 24 24- uh, they they were up big before a late touchdown by the Texans mm-hmm. to come in close. So maybe a little deceptive. The other number that that jumps out at me uh, in two meetings, the Colts have sacked Deshaun Watson twelve times. He was sacked sixty two <laughs> times this year. Uh, that's embarrassing. Like I, I, yeah, Watson running for his life most of the season. He really is, and and I think you know that that was one of the things that you know the Colts don't they don't blitz a lot. They're one of the fewest blitzing teams in football. But they blitzed Watson a lot. And I talked to guys after the game in, in the Colts locker room, and they kind of knew if they could design things that they could hide, they could confuse this offensive line that's pretty young and has had its troubles and could confuse Watson in a sense. And I think his sacks fall on definitely an offensive line that is not up to snuff. And also, he holds on to the football. And he, he really has this feeling where he can make anything out of nothing. He's got to throw the ball away some of that time. And I, so I think it falls on him as well. This is the most sacked quarterback in the NFL going against the least sacked quarterback in the NFL. I do think what helps is Kiki QT, they haven't had a receiver opposite of DeAndre Hopkins for most of this year. Will yeah. Fuller goes down, they trade for Demarius Thomas, he goes down, and they've been struggling at these last couple of games to find somebody just to do something other than DeAndre Hopkins on the field. They're going to get him back, and he played really well against the Colts in Week 4. So they're going to get him back. He hasn't played since week 12. If he can do something to help this offense and help Deshaun Watson, that can help in a sense now, as well. That's interesting. All right, James Palmer, NFL Network. I'll get you out of here with this. Uh, it's a bit speculative, but let's just say Cowboys as home favorites uh, lose. Let's say they lose by 10. What are the odds Jason Garrett is back coaching the Cowboys next year? You know, it's funny. I'm in Texas right now, and somebody just asked me that about an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> So you are not the only one that is thinking this. Um, you know, if, if they lose big, I think it could be a scary situation. And I, I honestly am picking the Seahawks in that Ooh. game. Um, I, I just, I, I'm a, I'm a Rust believer in a sense. Um, and I was at their game in London where things kind of started turning around. Um, and and I, I think if things don't go, obviously there's a couple volatile people in this in this league. John Elway's one of them. I live in Denver. He mows through coaches. I, you know, Jerry is another guy who's unpredictable about what he you know, plans to do. If they come out and get embarrassed, I think anything's possible. Mm. Good stuff. James Palmer, NFL Network. James, enjoy the game in Houston. Uh, and sorry, go Cowboys tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, David. Thank you. Uh, coming up next year on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. I feel like we may need to pivot there, uh, Gavin. This Antonio Brown-Ben thing, we're going to have to revisit that in the third hour, like, that, to me, is crazy. Now, James Jones, the guy reporting it, is not a reporter. He's a former NFL player. He's a wide receiver. Interesting. I wonder if he's but ever... But he's putting the blame on Ben. I wonder if he's ever worked 
with Juju Smith-Schuster. By the way, very outspoken <gasps> former Steelers with James Harrison, James Jones. Yeah, no, no, certainly. Well, that's a culture, it feels like, right? I do want to ask, like, it's a situation in Pittsburgh. I haven't heard a lot of current players, anonymously or not, blasting Ben Roethlisberger in this. I wonder who the locker room is siding with. Because initially, remember, the offensive line was, like, taking shots at Le'Veon Bell when he was sitting out. And it was clear they were like, hey, listen, we don't need this nonsense. I wonder who they're going to side with here. But don't forget that Ben took a lot of shots this year at his own wide receivers. Didn't he talk about James Washington, too? He he said some things this year to make his wide receivers not you know, his best Interesting. friends. Outspoken yeah. old man Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, boy, NFL. It, this is great for the league. You got to admit, like, this is awesome. The it's, idea it's of Antonio Brown getting traded. <laughs> Is bananas. All right, coming up next here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. We we quickly have got to talk once again about Clemson, Alabama. I, I oh, know well, that God. everybody thinks these are the two best teams in the country. You can't really argue with that. But this is just not good for college football. I'll tell you why next, but first. Let's go to Isaac Lowenkron for the latest in sports. Jason, we begin in college football where this morning West Virginia officially announced the hiring of Neil Brown as its new head coach, replacing Dana Holgerson. Brown went 35-16 and at Troy the past four seasons and had a 3-0 record in bowl games. In the NBA Friday night, the New York Knicks broke an eight-game losing streak with a road victory over the Lakers, who dropped to 1-4 and without LeBron James. The Bucks improved their NBA best record to 27-10, and routing the Hawks 144 to 112. The NFL playoffs kick off today at 4:35 Eastern with an AFC South matchup as the Houston Texans host the Indianapolis Colts, followed by the Seahawks and Cowboys from Arlington. The Denver Broncos this morning completed their head coaching interview with Patriots de facto defensive coordinator Brian Flores, and with the coaching carousel in full force, it's also private jet tracking season. Broncos private jet landed in Providence, Rhode Island adjacent to Foxborough at 1.16 Eastern Time this morning. It just hopped over to Logan Airport in Boston. Its next destination as yet unknown. Back to the big lead in 10 seconds, but first, a word from farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Jason, back to you. Thank you, Isaac. I, I that's, that's the first I've heard of John Elway's private jet being tracked. So we know he's not looking at Josh McDaniels in New England, okay? Josh McDaniels was there a decade ago. Was a total disaster. Uh, it, it's funny. The first thing. You know, Jason, you mentioned Josh McDaniels. You could tell if he was talking to Josh McDaniels by tracking the private plane if it would have flown out of Foxborough and then doubled back and turned back to Foxborough <laughs> to drop him off after he went back on the job. Uh, look at yeah. you. Look at, Josh McDaniels is a punching bag, Isaac. Uh, but McDaniels, by the way, a decade ago, he goes to Denver. Within a being there like two weeks, first thing he says, well, we got to get Jake Cutler out of here. Forget this guy. And Jake Cutler fired back and was like, trade me. I don't want to be around this dope. Uh, just a total nightmare. I, eventually, we'll get to it. But these former Patriots assistants, they're all the control freaks. Pat, Matt Patricia in Detroit, you know, that's all. They, they see what Belichick does. They lock down the facility. Belichick runs the show. And, and they think that, oh, I can do that wherever I go. It doesn't work like that. You've got to win first. Then... 
instill all your little quirks of I'm going to own this and uh, I'm the guy here and blah, blah, blah. It just doesn't work, everybody. So we're back here on the big lead. Fox Sports Radio. I am your host, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com, call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Again, that Antonio Brown, Big Ben stuff that's just emerging, the new details. We will have Ed Bouchette in less than an hour. He's from the Post-Gazette in Pittsburgh. Um, Just to recap, if you haven't seen it, much has been made out of the practice uh, where it blew up and Antonio Brown departed and then really ghosted the franchise for the next two days. Now it's being reported that Antonio Brown ran the wrong route. Ben Roethlisberger, in anger, threw the football kind of not at Brown but like at his feet and said, get this guy out of here. Let's get someone else in there who knows the route. Like, folks, that is explosive. Antonio Brown led the NFL in touchdown receptions this year. This is not like some some jabroni, some second-year guy who's got an ego. This is Antonio Brown. And he's throwing the ball at his feet saying, get him out of here. That's, listen, we talked in the, earlier about Jimmy Butler in a players meeting with the Sixers. Sorry, coaches meeting. And Jimmy Butler's being disrespectful to the coach. Jimmy Butler's been there about eight minutes. And he's kind of trying to run a film session and kind of undermine a coach. That is, whoa. Antonio Brown's been there for a while. He's a 30-year-old veteran. That, to me, is just stunning. Uh, Who does your, again, this is just an initial report from the NFL Network. Gavin, who do you side with here having now heard this? Oh, I'm I am all against Antonio Brown. Ooh. And that was since Ryan Clark was talking about him after he got paid and telling people, "Hey, I'm the franchise, don't touch me." <laughs> I want no part. I get you're a Jets fan. I get it's it's sexy to bring in Antonio Brown. I do not want him anywhere near my team. Okay, who would you rather have if you're the Jets, Antonio Brown or Odell Beckham? Knowing Beckham's injury history, he's got an attitude. Now, um, he has a bigger contract. One interesting thing, Giants teammates love Odell Beckham. In the locker room, you can see the videos. When Odell got his contract, everybody was celebrating him. Like, well, with the exception of Eli Manning, I think everybody loves him. But who would you take? Yeah, I mean, Brown is about three or four years older. Yeah, and the other thing I would point to with Odell is he's never really had an elite quarterback. And that's funny, saying Eli will probably get in the Hall of Fame. But I'd love to see Odell with a quarterback that can really get him the ball and not just be forcing it to him the whole time. I can't so. believe I'm saying this, and and I know that the regular listeners of the show who know I've gone after Odell Beckham for about two years now. And famously, he blocked me on social media because maybe I was speaking too much truth. But um, I think I would still go Antonio Brown because it's only a two-year deal, Gavin. But they never won with him. They had him in Pittsburgh how many years well, With they won a lot that, of games. They, they didn't win a Super they Bowl. They didn't win. They had yet. the Patriots. The Patriots are the only one time. I think they right. They only played the Patriots one time in the in the playoffs in the AFC Championship. Uh, they, yeah. they they underachieved a lot with okay. Antonio. Okay. How many how many games does Antonio Odell Beckham won with the Giants? 
Yeah, but it's a different quarterback too. I mean, Eli, God, that guy—he got benched for Geno Smith. <laughs> Odell's been hurt three of four but years. But Antonio Brown, contract. Ah, I'm the franchise. He's uh, he's cocky. He once he got paid, it sounds like he changed a lot. And that guy, all he cares about. Did you notice after the Charger game, they lose in in ter- like embarrassing fashion, 16 points. He's up there on the podium with his kids, smiling, having fun. He loves it because he had 14 catches, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but the yeah, other games where he fair. doesn't do as well, he's, he's he, you know. I'm certainly not fair. defending Antonio Brown. And, you know, truth be told, I, I, I don't like my wide receivers like divas. Like Keenan Allen is a guy that I would love. All he right. does is catch everything, get open, doesn't ever say anything. I love Keenan Allen. I like Julio Jones, who is a superstar, a monster. But those guys don't, as John always said with quarterbacks, they don't grow on trees. You can't just find uh, a Keenan Allen out there. You you got to hunt. All right, we're up against it here. We got to go to break. Um, coming up next, we will talk about Clemson and Alabama. I promise. Even though nobody in San Jose cares about the game, I wonder: Does anybody west of the Mississippi care? We'll talk about that next. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. I'm your host, Jason McIntyre. I don't know what to make of this James Harden stuff. Nick, I'm going to save it for the final hour. Harden is torching people. Um, do you guys, I don't think I could say this fully on air, but do you guys remember where Kobe um, was in late his late years with the Lakers? Kobe! Before the injury, and he was having like a really good preseason. And uh, Kobe famously came out to the media, and he was like, he came out and he said like, Man, I am torching. And then he said, you know, bleep, bleep in practice. I'm just lighting everybody up. That's what James Harden's doing in games right now. Harden has been tremendous. He's on a tear. Uh, we'll see about this best player in the league stuff. Like, come on. Come on. It's a regular season. Guy. <laughs> I've it's, never seen a guy get so much backlash for having an amazing game. F- amazing few games. Well, you know, and this is, uh, I guess this has to do with the time, right? So, when he beat the Warriors Thursday in a game that was amazing, it was an island game, no other NBA games going on, no Thursday night football, college football's basically done. And it's like, we're in the era where you can't just say, boy, that was a good game. You've got to have a take. you got to come correct. you got to come strong if you want to cut through the noise. And now Daryl Morey saying uh, he's the greatest offensive player in NBA history. And like, I mean... See, I don't go there. I more look at the losing side where the Warriors should have won that game. They were taking – Curry took a yeah, few threes we'll get early to the in the Warriors. shot clock. People All right, we'll have get been to this. begging me to go after <laughs> Kevin Durant and stuff. I'm not going to go after him, but there are some – there's some issues there. And don't but forget again, Luke Walton. Take take oh him down too. Oh, Luke Walton. All right, but I, I do want to <laughs> go back to Clemson, Alabama real quick. Uh, I can't believe you played the gun. Jeez. Um, so, first of all, the college football semifinals were not great. We can both agree on that, right? I, I had both games totally wrong. I thought Notre Dame could cover, uh, and they didn't. That game was over by halftime. Uh, I will I will add this because I have to add this. Their All-American quarterback, Julian Love, went down early second quarter. At that point, it was 3-3. 
He goes down, and what happens? Instantly, Dabo Sweeney is smart, and he picks on the backup, and they had three long touchdown passes. Ball game. Notre Dame's All-American corner, who's a first-round pick. I put out a mock draft on the big lead this week. He was, like, in the early 20s. He's good. This guy is a not a lockdown corner, but he's a really good cornerback. The second he goes out, Clemson, three long TD passes. What happened in the second half? Nothing. They had one long touchdown run. By the way, I know people want to take Clemson against Bama. I'm just going to say, the Clemson running back, ETN, who's a home run hitter, fast, had 13 carries for 47 yards. That's it. And he, of course, had the 62-yarder in the second half. Just broke through one tackle, the line was gone. But, like, they were boom or bust. I thought that game was boring. Clemson 30, Notre Dame 3. I'm not going to draw any sweeping conclusions about the Irish. Because they played tough. If their cornerback doesn't go down in the second quarter, maybe I'm on an island here. I think that's a close game. And then Oklahoma was, uh, they were not the right side and they covered and I lost money on Bama and I'm pissed. I guess I shouldn't say that. I'm upset. It was 28-0 to at the drop of a hat. And, of course, Alabama then goes into a shell, lets Oklahoma back in the game. But that's what you get when there's a month off, folks. You're going to get a blowout from Nick Saban when he's got a month to prepare for anybody, much less a sad sack defense like Oklahoma. Roll down tide. Couple trends. And we talked trends in uh, the gambling segment with T.A. on NFL earlier. I'm not a trend better, but I've got to say this. Just going to put it out there so you know. Clemson's last nine bowl games, they're 8-1 and one against the spread. The lone loss last year in the semifinals, Kelly Bryant, who can't throw the ball, against Alabama. Clemson's last eight bowls as an underdog, 7-1 and one against the spread. Clemson is in a good spot. Alabama, when they're a favorite of less than seven, this is key. Favorite of less than seven. We don't expect to blow them out. 1-4 and four against the spread. So I'm just telling you the trends line up here for Clemson. I, I don't I don't feel super confident we're gonna come back to it in the last hour. But coming up next year on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio, who's under the most pressure on wildcard weekend? Hour number three here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. It's high noon, ladies and gentlemen, on the East Coast. College football tipping off. I'm sorry, college basketball tipping off everywhere around the country. On this lovely first Saturday in January. I hope everybody had a happy new year. Hope everybody's very excited for NFL wildcard weekend. I don't know that there's a lot of excitement about Clemson, Alabama in the national championship game. I just want to clarify. I expect that to be a very good game. I just don't know that a lot of people care. And I had went on Callan Cowherd's radio show, The Herd Friday, and, you know, we're talking about it, and it feels a little bit like, and this is not a shot at baseball, but it feels like college football is becoming regional in the same way that baseball is becoming regional. If you're a Pac-12 fan, like Pac-12 football has been bad. Are you interested in Monday night's game, even though it's in Pac-12 territory? I don't think so. It, it, college football is in a weird spot and, and I do think expanding the playoff is the answer. Meanwhile, you look at the NFL, and holy cow, the NFL's on fire. NFL TV ratings through the roof this season. NFL excitement for Wild Card Weekend. You know, we've talked about this before. The quarterbacks are the story in the NFL. That's why ratings are up. 
Last year, you had the quarterback injuries. Andrew Luck was hurt. Deshaun Watson got hurt. Nick Foles had to replace an injured Carson Wentz. I know they went on the run, but nobody's tuning in for Nick Foles. It was a weird NFL season where injuries reign supreme. I'm probably missing an injury, Nick, if you can think of it. Uh, There were other quarterbacks who went down. When you get all these backup quarterbacks, last year, the early game, I remember it. It was Alex Smith against Marcus Mariota. And that's just not sexy when you look at, do I need to rearrange my Saturday? Marcus Mariota. (laughs) Do I need to rearrange my Saturday to watch this game? Now, when you look at Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson, these are highly acclaimed college players. Luck, the storied career at Stanford, came to the NFL playoffs first three years. Andrew Luck went playoffs his first three years, including an AFC wildcard visit. I'm sorry, AFC championship game visit. After going wildcard first two years, went to the AFC championship game. Remember, he beat Peyton Manning in Denver to get to the, of course, the Championship game was Deflategate, famously. And now he's facing Deshaun Watson, who was a legend at Clemson. I mean, took down Alabama in an epic game. Like, people know these guys. And then the second game tonight, Russell Wilson. I mean, I'm putting him in the Hall of Fame. It may be early, but I mean, come on. Russell Wilson's awesome. Should have two Super Bowls. Already has one. And he's facing off against America's team. Dallas Cowboys, we know the drama surrounding the Cowboys. Jason Garrett, is his job on the line? I don't necessarily think it's on the line, but he better not get blown out. Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, this game's fascinating. It's just an awesome wild card weekend. And I was asking Gavin, the producer, like, who do you think's under the most pressure this weekend? And I don't think it's necessarily anybody in Texans Colts. I don't necessarily think Nick Foles is under pressure for tomorrow's afternoon game. He won a Super Bowl. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, I mean, there's pressure, but not the most. So it really comes down to two games. Do you think the pressure's on Dak, maybe, Jason Garrett? Or do we need to look to Baltimore? Where I've got two huge Chargers fans here in the studio saying, not Lamar Jackson, but Phillip Rivers is under the most pressure of anyone in the NFL this weekend. Now I'm going to turn it to you, producer Gavin. He has been hot on this, and he made a good case. I will let you state your case how Phillip Rivers is under the most pressure of anybody on Wild Card Weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple. He's been in the league for, what, 12 years now? And he's never really won a big playoff game. He's gotten to the AFC Championship, but... Right now, he's on that line for the Hall of Fame. People, some people are on, you know, he, he's got the stats to be in there. Some are like, how many, he, he uh, I don't know. Look this up after you make your case. How many quarterbacks have um, not been to a Super Bowl and, and been in the Hall of Fame? I know yeah. Marino didn't win one, but not even reached the Super Bowl. No. Dan Fouts, I guess. Dan Fouts, yeah. Is there anybody else? It's going to be a short list. That was the first one I thought of. Oh. But yeah, no, the, the point is this game is a game that if he loses, guys can point to and say, that's why you didn't get in the Hall of Fame. See, it's tough to say if he loses because there's so much. I mean, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens could hold the ball for 37 minutes and, and just run all over the place. And then does he get a chance? Like, I... To me, a Hall of Famer doesn't lose to a rookie quarterback 
two times in what three weeks? Okay, t- I mean, that's, yes. that's a fair count. At, at some point, you got to. And look, he's shown he won in Kansas City, in Seattle, in Pittsburgh this year. You go in there, okay. kick their butt. That's it. John Harbaugh versus Anthony Lynn. That's a mismatch. That's out of Philip Rivers' hands. I know you could say, "Hey, it's me. It's me. It's a. I'm the quarterback. I call the shots." Um, I could. You're not gonna like this. That win over the Chiefs, they were down 28-14 with about six or seven minutes left. Was that a lucky win? No. I, I don't even, wait, I want to hear him out. Like, how could that be lucky? How, so they get the touchdown. Fu- yeah. They get the t- they're trailing the entire game, right? They get the late touchdown, then they stop the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs can't even get a first down, Andy Reid. I had money on the Chiefs, so of course I'm a little salty. Um and then they get the ball back, score, get the two-point conversion against the worst defense in the league. All right, fine. Maybe yeah, but it yeah, maybe because, it wasn't luck. I mean, no, but honestly, that that stopping Mahomes in that situation, yeah, the play calling wasn't great by Andy Reid, but that was a big. That's not luck there. So, okay. yeah. Bill Rivers was the MVP that week. That week he was. He was looking at MVP of the league. By the possibly, way, until I, he ran into that. I think you Ravens could, buzzsaw. You can ask every Charger fan. They wish that season started. That weekend after that Thursday night game in KC, that was their peak. Like that was as good as you'll see this team, I think. And and look, I hope they can carry it into the into Baltimore. And I, I think they will. It is so hard for me to think that Rivers has played this long, probably one of the most competitive players in the league, and he's about to lose to Lamar Jackson. But he's uh, is he losing to the number two defense according to no, uh, no, no, top, yeah, sorry, top right. five defense according to Football Outsiders at home. The Ravens are favored at home. The Chargers have a 1 p.m. kickoff, which is a 10 a.m. body clock. You know I love a body clock special. (laughs) Um, And remember, they were in altitude last week, as T.A. said. Like, this is not a good spot. I don't expect the Chargers to show up here. Another thing, too, Jason, Gus Bradley, uh, we're talking about Rivers, and I I agree. This this game is all about Phillip Rivers. This is about him. If he wants to make a great Hall of Fame case, don't lose to a rookie twice in two weeks. But Gus Bradley has to get this defense ready for said rookie quarterback twice in two weeks. So I want to see the rook. I want to see this defense show up. Bosa, the, Ingram. Well, Derwin. I mean the defense I get, but again the offense had under 200 yards in that first re- meeting against the Ravens. And losing Jatavis Brown is a big. And they couldn't move hurts. the football. Like I mean, I'll say one thing: they played about as bad as they could. On that game, I think it was a Saturday and night they game. They still had the ball. They still almost won the game. They were going to win. Gates. But uh, Gates let's, let's fu- not go over. Th- they could have moved were, the ball they, all game, Gavin. No, but they could in that last drive, though. Yeah. Rivers was driving, and I think they only needed a field goal, and then Gates fumbles it. Well, that's, no, that's, I think they were down, was it 16-10, and then the Ravens got the touchdown for 22 been, or yeah. uh, whatever it was. Maybe My it was point 13, is, uh, Chargers in their last 28 games are 21-7. and seven. They... They have played differently. They've been a different team all year, and 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 they're they haven't lost outside of L.A. How about that? All That's season have not lost seven and zero. I think outside their, of their you know, lone road loss was in in LA, at home at, against KC, yeah. right? And then no, they no, it was in the Ram Stadium. That was their lone. Oh, you're talking about their, their home loss. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was uh, well, they, they lost the a few at home. Start. Yeah. So okay, yeah. listen, I, I I hear the rivers with the most pressure. But um, this is so funny, guys. So we have our my son's second grade basketball opener, and I told I said we do like a mass email to the parents. I said somebody please send me some videos. I, I want to know what's going on. And I got oh we're up four fifty seconds into the game, and then the next one is here's a video. I haven't watched it yet. It's a whipping. 
I'm telling you, we're stacked, baby. <laughs> we're stacked. Now, uh, I will. Um, I can't believe I'm going to just bust into the NFL and say this. I talked to my wife last night, guys. I'm thinking of skipping a ski trip so we can make my son's basketball game. I'm not a skier, man. Come on. Anyways, okay, let's get back to the NFL. People listening are probably, who is this guy? What is he talking about? So you make a good case for Phillip Rivers under the most pressure this weekend. I'm going to go Jason Garrett of the Cowboys. So he has one playoff win in, what is it, eight, eight seasons. I guess he took over halfway through, so you can't say nine. Um, if you think back to that Packers loss, and I had money on the Cowboys, so I remember the loss. They came out flat. They came out with some questionable run decisions, some let's kick a field goal on like fourth and two in the red. Like, it was just not good, and they fell behind and could never win the game. They could never pull away. And Aaron Rodgers was incredible in the fourth. So did you guys see what Garrett did? Last week in week 17. Now, Nick, I know you had the Giants in that game. They were favored by six and a half. Everybody thought the Cowboys will sit their guys. Because two years ago, remember, locked into a playoff spot. They played about one series in Philly and then rested everybody. Then they came out flat. So what did Jason Garrett do in week 17? He played Dak the entire game. He His offensive line was banged up, so they came out. No Zeke. Played Jason Garrett. I'm uh, sorry, Jason Garrett played Dak and the defense, Van Der Esch, all these guys. I don't expect them to come out flat. And I think Garrett changed it up because he knows uh, we got to win this game. Like, Dak is not the reason they lost to the Packers, folks. Don't pin it on Dak two years ago. He had 300 yards and three touchdowns. He was good. They lost because Jason Garrett got conservative and they came out flat. That's on the coach, in my opinion. I haven't been in a locker room. You guys can ask pros. Why would teams come out flat? Well, part of that's got to be on the coach for motivation. Got to get your guys up. We we talk about the Steelers' locker room imploding. Mike Tomlin's teams historically play down to their competition, Raiders' loss, or up. Beat the Steelers. I'm sorry, beat the Patriots in Pittsburgh a few weeks back. Dallas had better come out. On a mission, because I can see Pete Carroll getting the kickoff, saying we are going to run Carson down their throats. We're going to kill him with the play action. Listen, Cowboys have a cornerback in Awuzie who's good. He's going to be going up against Lockett or Baldwin. Those guys are really good. A first-time playoff cornerback in Awuzie. Van Der Esch, first playoff game. Jalen Smith, first playoff game. Like, you got some newbies out there. Russell Wilson is a veteran. He's been through these battles. Now, I'm picking Dallas in this spot. I do want to note Pete Carroll's last two road playoff games. They got blown out in Atlanta a couple years ago when Atlanta went to the Super Bowl. And they were getting blown out by Carolina. I think it was 27-0 early. Do you guys remember that? It was just a like just a total trucking. Now, Seattle rallied, and they end up losing by like four, but... They're not Seattle at home when they go on the road, especially in the playoffs. So I like Dallas. I like Jason Garrett to keep his job. My money is on the Cowboys. All right, coming up next year on the Big Lead Fox Sports Radio, we've got a great guest. He broke the Antonio Brown story this week, Ed Bouchette in Pittsburgh. We're going to talk to him about Antonio Brown, Big Ben, the reports from Ian Rappaport and others at NFL Network 
that the Steelers will entertain trade talks for Antonio Brown. All that next year on The Big Lead, Fox Sports Radio. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. I'm your host, Jason McIntyre. When shopping for car insurance, consider this. Geico has been saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. So if you're serious about savings, it's simple. Go to geico.com. After 75 years, they know how to save you money. Boy, it's weird. It seems like a lot of these... NFL reporters have saved juice for today. I'm seeing Ian Rappaport on the NFL Network is reporting that Ezekiel Elliott wants a contract extension this offseason. That seems early. I have to look at his contract, but he's still on his rookie deal. Here's the kicker. Guess who else is up for an extension? Dak. Okay, remember he's a third-round pick. They don't have him as long as a first-round pick. And uh, Schefter and Mortensen are out there talking about Antonio Brown. The TV's muted but it looks like they're going over pretty much what our next guest broke. Uh, our next guest, Ed Bouchette from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, joining the show. Ed has been all over the Antonio Brown story. First of all, Ed, congratulations on breaking the big news. Great stuff. 
you're obviously plugged in in Pittsburgh. Does it feel like a DEFCON 1 situation? Things are just very, very bad in Pittsburgh. No, it, 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 it seems like that from, uh, from the outside. It's, it's, you know, DEFCON 1 is Cleveland Browns 0-16. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they, it, it never gets that. It really never gets that bad here. They, they, they do a pretty good job of uh, staying on an even keel and, you know they missed the playoffs, but they they were nine six and one and right up to the end. Now the the flip side is they a lot of people think they have more talent than than what they what they showed this year. Yeah, and, no doubt. Uh, I'm, I'm one of them, right? So Ed, Ed, tell me. Um, let's get started with this. How has the relationship been prior to this year between Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown? Have they been friendly? Are they cordial? Do they hang out off the field? Because the stuff that's popped up this season. I mean, has this been festering for a while? It's never been chummy. Um, and, uh, no, they don't hang out. Uh, they get along, but they're not buddies by any stretch. They're more, um, you know, colleagues. Like, uh, uh, they work together and that's it. But, um, you know, it, it became more serious this year, I think, because of uh, Juju Smith-Schuster ah. getting more attention and getting Ben throwing him the ball more uh, than he did A.B. And uh, I think part of the reason is Antonio Brown, for all his brilliance, doesn't run the best of more, most precise routes. Hmm. And Juju does a better job at that. Do you think that this incident, now James Jones of the NFL Network, Ed, I don't know if you saw his report, he's claiming that, uh, Antonio Brown at practice ran a wrong route. Ben Roethlisberger's yelled, get this guy out of here, threw the football at Brown's feet, and Brown then just bolted. Um, do you think Juju Smith-Schuster, a young receiver who's very talented, is seeing this, and, and is he feeling like, geez, am I the cause of this, or does he have the awareness that this is more about Antonio Brown's insecurities? I, 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 Juju, uh, I think, is just, done a very good job of staying out of it and in uh in deference to that report that's not what we heard uh, at all okay uh, i don't think that's what happened uh and first of all antonio brown is the one who threw the ball and uh after he uh, uh after he after he did that he did not practice wednesday and the two of them talked brown and, and ben and ben said they they talked things out and everything was fine face to face or and, over the phone yeah, no, 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 face-to-face, Okay. Thursday morning, Thursday morning. And as luck would have it, that morning the team, the players voted for their MVP and they elected Juju as their MVP, and that's when Antonio Brown hit the roof. And we're all just figuring that's that was the reason, but we don't know for sure. Huh, so we're talking with Ed Bouchette, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. So uh, I believe Antonio Brown led the NFL with 15 touchdown catches. He did. Do you think this is the players sending a message to Antonio Brown that, hey, man, we, we just like Juju better? Do you, I mean, is that what that's about? Do you think he was more of an MVP uh, than Antonio Brown on the team this year? No, he wasn't an MVP. Uh, actually, that award <laughs> really should have gone to Ben. And if it had, maybe all this wouldn't be happening. Um, uh, no, he caught two more passes than, than Antonio. He, he had... Um, you know, maybe a hundred more yards. I, I can't remember precisely how many. Mm. Uh, Antonio made the Pro Bowl. Juju did not. 
and you mentioned the touchdowns. It was 15 to, I believe, 7 because Juju caught one in the last game. But, um, but what's weird, Andy, no, so Antonio why, how, does that, how does that vote happen? That's got to be somebody sending a message, right? Yeah, you know, Ben. Ben's put in 15 years now, and he's won that award just once. I think it's a silly award. It's run its course. They should just do away with it. Most teams don't have that. Um, and it's a slight to every, you know, guys who think maybe they should win it. It's different when it's a Pro Bowl or all pro. Somebody else is voting, but this is their teammates. And their teammates are saying, hey, Ben, you're not our MVP. Woo! You know, this second year receiver is. <laughs> Ed Bouchette, Pittsburgh Post Gazette. All right, Ed, I'm going to ask you to get out your crystal ball and let me know your thoughts, right? Um, Antonio okay. Brown is still under contract, obviously. You've got ESPN, Schefter, and them reporting. They will entertain trades. You're seeing multiple reporters saying that. What's your guess on is Antonio Brown wearing the black and yellow next year in Pittsburgh? Well, it would be purely a guess. Um, but I, I would say they're going to look hard to trade. Um, you know, a lot of people are throwing out the, the salary cap implications. Certainly. And, and what. Well, they're looking at, you know, if he stays, he's $22 million. If he goes, he's $21 million. But what they're forgetting is that they're, they're getting $15 million back because that's his salary and bonus. Um, that's real money. That's real uh, cap space. So, mm. you know, it's, it's real. Now, they'd have to replace him, so it would depend on who replaces him. You know, if you get a veteran receiver, let's say, with $5 million salary, you're only 10 to the good instead of 15. But I think he's eminently tradable, and I think if they could get a number one pick for it, they might do it. Interesting. Now, we know that uh, quarterback has been a position the Steelers have drafted very well historically. Uh, James Washington is a guy they got last year. Her- Darius Hayward Bay, they came over. He's bounced around the league. Don't love him, but again, that's a replaceable position, right? Would you agree, Ed? Wide receiver, W wide receiver two is very replaceable. I believe they have a tight end, uh, either James or McDonald. One of them is a free agent. They'll probably lose him, uh, right? James is a free agent, but Vance McDonald is back, and he's, he's yeah. actually the better of the two. Yeah, so, so they're probably you could be losing two receivers. Again, though, I don't. what was the story this year with the team, Ed? I mean, Le'Veon Bell, that cloud kind of hovered over them. Why isn't this team in the playoffs? I mean, you, you sound like you think Ben's their MVP. He came up small a, a couple times at, at Broncos game, that interception in the end zone. Um, I, I don't know. Why, why aren't they in the playoffs, Ed? Uh, they underplayed their talent. And I uh, on and their defense, uh, you know, it, it's not one thing. Their defense gave up some long drives in the second half. They're still rebuilding that defense from the Paul Amalo days. I mean, That's right. Brian Shazier. You know, they, they yeah. still, yeah, they lost Shazier and they haven't. They, they, Joe Hayden fell into their lap, and 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 they thank their lucky stars for that. But they don't have very many other good players in the secondary. They don't produce turnovers. Their defense, their kicker, who won oh. four games for them at the very end last year, probably lost three games for them this year by missing kicks. Okay. So you know, it sounds simple sometimes that with the kicker that, uh, it, but their last seven games came right down to the end, and they were. Well, they beat Cincinnati, so they were three and four in those games. Man. All right, Ed Bouchette, Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Ed, let me just let you out of here on this one. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, what's your guess as to? I, I don't know him obviously as well as you. You've been in the locker room with him for several years there. Where do you think he ends up going this off season? You know, uh, it, it sounds like uh, maybe the Jets. Uh, 
I, I hear more about the Jets than anybody else. Um, they have a good qu- quarterback over there. You know, maybe the Jets could get him and Antonio Brown. Oh, come on, Ed. That's my team for <laughs> all multiple decades. No thank you. We don't need well, two headaches with our rookie quarterback, Sam Darnold. Uh, now, Le'Veon is really not a headache. Le'Veon's a pretty good player. Ed, Ed, I mean, you, a really oh, good player. Wait a sec. Ed, I think you were the one who reported before the Jags playoff game last year. Le'Veon Bell just rolls up at the tail end of the walkthrough. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? Yeah. Like, I don't need that, that in my... Come on. Nah, he that was that was a that was strange because he he normally didn't do that. Uh, he was a good team player, um, and once he gets his contract settled with somebody else, I think he will be again. I don't know that he'll be as good as he was in his uh, younger days here, but um, I think he's still a good player, and I think Antonio is too. But if you you know you got to put up with the drama, you got to put up with that stuff, and I think the Steelers are at a breaking point with him. Interesting. All right, Ed Bouchette, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Great stuff, Ed. Uh, Keep up the good work. We'll look forward to uh, your reporting here in the coming weeks and days. Uh, All right, thanks. Have a Uh, good weekend. Yeah, you too, Ed. Woo! I kind of love this, guys. I I know a lot of the uh, NFL purists are like, ah, this is so NBA. I think this is great. Anybody young who likes the NFL loves stars, angry, wanting out of town, new locations. Coming up next year. On the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. We got more NFL for you, folks. Uh, Listen, the big story this week before the Steelers imploded was the six highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL are not in the playoffs. Why is that? We'll talk about that next. But first, let's go to Isaac Lowenkron for the latest in sports. Jason, Adam Schefter just reported that the Steelers are expected to restructure and extend Ben Roethlisberger's contract before the new league year begins on March 13th. Schefter added, tellingly, quote, more cap room if the team decides to trade Antonio Brown, unquote. The playoffs kick off today at 435 Eastern with an AFC South matchup between the Texans and Colts from Houston that'll be followed by the Seahawks and Cowboys from Arlington. The Broncos announced this morning that they've completed their head coaching interview with Patriots de facto defensive coordinator Brian Flores. College football this morning, West Virginia officially announced the hiring of Neil Brown as its new head coach, replacing Dana Holgerson. Brown went 35-16 at Troy over the past four seasons, including a 3-0 record in bowl games. NBA Friday night, the Knicks broke an eight-game losing streak with a road victory over the Lakers, who dropped to 1-4 without LeBron James. Quote of the night came from Knicks head coach David Fisdale, who said afterwards, quote, when we win... We celebrate like it's the Super Bowl. Why not? Unquote. We will go back to the big lead in 10 seconds, but first, a word from farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Jason, back to you. Thank you, Isaac. Oh, boy. Uh, listen, I, I don't want to overflow you guys with reports of my uh, second graders basketball team. I just got an update. At halftime, it's 38-2. to two. We're winning. I told, I told, uh, listen, I'm coaching with another guy. I texted him. I'm like, dude, you got to call off the dogs. Now, we don't have a couple guys this week. Um, I'm telling you, we ran a practice, 
And I see Steve Hartman here. He's got the show after me next. He's like, what is McIntyre talking about? I uh, Listen, I know there's a lot of dads out there who are driving their kids around to sports, and they're hearing me, and they're like, wow, youth sports. I'm telling you, this is one of the most fun things you can do as a dad, coach your kids. Soccer was fun. I, I like playing basketball more. We had our first practice, and some of the parents were hanging out at the practice, and instantly I'm going over to talk to them. They're like, wow, this is a good team. I'm like, listen, we know how to recruit, okay? <laughs> we know how to recruit. 38-2, let's go! We talking about practice. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Who gave up those two? I don't know. <laughs> but that, one of the moms just texted me. So the opening tip, the other team gets it. They dribble down. The first pass they throw Stolen by my son's best buddy drives in for the layup. Um, yeah, this is. I'm telling. You, listen, it's fun. Now I will. I, let me just add this. I know nobody cares. Uh, in the summer, we played up, so it was our rising second graders against rising third graders. And listen, we took a bunch of bad L's. These are some kids who play club ball. They're a year older, and I mean, we got our butts kicked once. We fought hard in a lot of others. Um, but I'm telling you, for the dads out there listening who have maybe young kids under the age of one who are growing up, if you like sports, you are going to love coaching your kids. It's frustrating, but fun, so exciting. It's going to be like stuff you talk about during the week. Like, how are we going to get this ready? Like, um, what's our strategy? It's really exciting, guys. I, I, I know I sound like a nerdy dad, and um, one of the Christmas presents I asked for, Gavin, and I got was a fanny pack. I'm going to be rocking a fanny pack on the sidelines because I need a what? pen. I may need a whistle. I'm a, I've never worn a fanny pack. I mocked them. I'm going to wear it kind of ironically. Like, who, this is 1995? Who will wear a Patrick Ewing jersey as a coach? And I'll rock a Patrick Ewing jersey. You need a black turtleneck like The Rock? No! <laughs> oh, yes, I know that. Yeah. I will wear to a game a Patrick Ewing jersey uh, and a fanny pack. People are going to be like, what's this guy's deal? Like, I'm just so excited, folks. <laughs> You're Very full, excited. You're I a full-on dad. My only I, question, so end of season. Fire away. Participation trophies? Um, they ha- The league kind of gives them out, so it's like whatever. It's only second grade. Um, but I looked at the schedule, and this is real. I know like two of the other teams whose dads have good teams, and we don't play them. And I'm like, we, we need to set up a four-team team because there are four teams who are clearly the better ones, and we're going to set up like a four-team round robin. All right, that's enough youth sports. Let's get back to the NFL, which pays our bills here. I am your host, the fired-up Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Um, LA's not quite ground zero this weekend for sports. Uh, The Rams are on a bye. The Lakers are headed out of town with two losses. Chargers are playing on the East Coast. And, of course, the college football championship is, what, I guess like six hours north, San Francisco, San Jose. I don't don't know the distances. I'm new out here, folks. Um, But I guess when you look at the NFL this weekend, what jumps out is kind of an interesting stat. I like this. I don't know what people are going to make of it. But when you look... At the NFL quarterbacks this weekend, I believe five of them, five quarterbacks in the wild card round are under the age of 25. And that has never happened before. Never. It's bananas. Oh, I'm sorry, six. Six starting quarterbacks this weekend are 25 or younger. 
Never happened before in the NFL. Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. So I guess not this weekend, but six in the playoffs. That's the most ever in a single postseason. And that counteracts what was the story earlier this week, how six of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL failed to make the playoffs. And I want to ask you, when you see stories like that, is your reaction, oh, well, uh, geez, pay quarterbacks less or dump your quarterback and find a rookie. I, I just want to say, I don't 100% go down that road. And here's why. Drew Brees is making a lot of money. Saints are in the playoffs. Andrew Luck, highly paid. Colts are in the playoffs. Tom Brady, of course. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. They, they feel like they get a pass every year. But what is it about the Saints and Colts that have them here? And it's the impact of rookies. The It's so imperative right now that you draft well in the NFL. Like, you, you basically can't get to the playoffs without either a great uh, a young, cheap quarterback and then you spend around him or you nail your draft picks. So I'm just going to quickly look at the New Orleans Saints. Their first-round pick, Marcus Davenport, he's had a pretty good rookie year. He was injured, missed a couple games, four and a half sacks, but he's a starter. He's going to be pressuring the quarterback. Then, of course, Traquan Smith, guy I'd never heard of out of Central Florida, third-round pick, got five touchdown passes. Okay, when they lost Ted Ginn to injury, this guy, Traquan Smith, came out of nowhere and was a factor. Let's go back to last year. Marshawn Lattimore, awesome cornerback. He was excellent last year, one of the best cornerbacks in the league, defensive rookie of the year. There's uh, Their other first-round pick, Ryan Ramchek, from, uh, the offensive lineman from Wisconsin. Guy's a starter. Marcus Williams, Alvin Kamara. You've got to nail these draft picks. You absolutely have to. I mean, if you can't, where are you going to get the young talent? you got to overpay in free agency. And and I go look at the Colts. And Chris Ballard, by the way, has to be a 100% lock for GM of the year. I don't even think there should be a debate. Folks, have you looked at what they did in the draft last year? Well, first of all, they were smart to trade uh, the number three pick with the Jets to slide down. They got Quinton Nelson, the lineman from uh, Notre Dame. He's a first-team All-Pro. That almost never happens with rookies. And their second-round pick, Darius Leonard, he's first-team All-Pro. He's a linebacker. He is a tackling machine. I think he led the NFL in tackles. I'm not certain. Go down the list. Later, second round, they get Tyquan Lewis, the uh, defensive end from Ohio State. He was on IR to start the season. He's come on strong late in the season. He's got a couple sacks. Naeem Hines, a running back. Guy's got four touchdowns, uh, 63 receptions. Second among rookies to Saquon Barkley. You even go down the list, Jordan Wilkins, running back, Mississippi. I mean, he's been a factor when Marlon Mack was hurt. I'm telling you, folks, if you're not killing the draft, and again, you look at, uh, sorry, real quick on the Colts. Last year, their first-round pick, Malik Hooker, starting safety, awesome player. Marlon Mack, fourth-round pick, he's a winner. You have to, have to, have to kill the draft. And I don't want to always make it about my Jets, because we're up against it here. But my New York Jets must hit this draft. Last year they won with Sam Darnold, but they traded away some picks. They've got to reacquire draft picks. That's kind of imperative. And one way they can do it, and Gavin, I know you're you're aware of this, the Cleveland Browns made a genius trade of Brock Osweiler. They acquired 
him for cap space. Oh, and a second-round pick. You know who they flipped that second-round pick into? Nick Chubb. They took on Brock Osweiler's untouchable contract, said we'll absorb it into cap space, and we'll get Nick Chubb. That is an absolute home run. Absurd. Such a victory, and the New York Jets should be looking to do this. I mean, listen, there's going to be teams out there like a Blake Bortles. The Jags don't want him anywhere near that team. Jets should say, Blake Bortles, come on down. We'll take you into cap space. Oh, yeah, give us a second-round pick. Because the Jags' second-round pick's high, right? They're one of the worst teams in the league this year. So you're looking at a pick like 36. You get back the pick you lost in the Darnold deal. And for the Jets fans who are listening, I I kind of teased this on social media yesterday. I'm being told, and this is such good news if you're a Jets fan, Sam Darnold is playing a huge role in all the head coaching interviews. The Jets are talking to Darnold. What do you think about this guy? Now, that is smart. Now, remember, not all teams do that. The New York Jets are 1,000% doing that. When they meet with Adam Gaze, Sam Darnold's going to be meeting with Adam Gaze. When they meet with... Well, I don't know if they're eventually going to meet with some of these other coaches that they're speculating, but Darnold is going to be involved in that process. Oh, yes, Gavin mentions Cliffs Kingsbury. I don't think he's got a shot uh, with the Jets. I would love him as OC, but would he leave USC OC to be Jets OC? I, seems no, I, I think he knows that if he sticks around USC for even a year, that could be his job. So as the H. That's a good point. <laughs> hey, that's a very good point. So Jets fans, a lot to be excited about. We got the cap space. Colts have cap space. Browns have cap space. Um, gosh, the and I, listen, I know I've said it for three hours. The New York Jets, the Browns, the Steelers, so many good. The Denver Broncos, Von Miller stuff. This NFL offseason could be the best one in years. Coming up next here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. We will close the show Back after this. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. Ugh. Got a little bit of a wait for the NFL playoff game. What is it? Kick up four, four thirty, four o'clock Eastern. So three hours. Uh, what are you going to do for the next three hours, Nick? Oh, you'll be here working. Unfortunately, yeah. What, uh, Gavin? Hey, you guys got some time to kill. It's college football. They're trying to make it like a Super Bowl thing, like Dan Wilkin said. It's just like doesn't like uh, Nick Saban doesn't let his guys say anything. So you're not going to get any sound bites. The problem with college football right now is it's all about the coaches. It's not about the players. When you have second-year redshirt sophomores leaving for the NFL, that can't be good. Like, remember, Trevor Lawrence is only a true freshman. As I said at the outset, no true freshman has won a national title since Jameel Holloway in January of 86. So let's do the math. 33 years since a true freshman has won the title. But with Trevor Lawrence, he's an NFL prospect. 
I mean, I got to be honest. You guys watch that Notre Dame game. He's throwing darts. This is a 6'5", true freshman. I joke that he reminds me of Sunshine from Remember the Titans because of the long hair. That guy's incredible. Trevor Lawrence looks like a star. He will look great in a Charger uniform. Well, the, listen. Calling it. You got a tank to get him. You better start tanking now. We got now. a couple years. We got a couple years. No, because he's number one. I think number one next year will be Tua, and then two years from now, Trevor Lawrence. That's why I didn't understand the Justin Herbert move. I, I just did. That was that was very odd. Uh, all right, why don't we go through the games real quick? We'll give our picks for the four wild card games and the national championship. Gavin, you go first. Four games national championship. Oh, four. you want to start with the wild card games? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go Colts. I don't want to bet against Andrew Luck. Okay. Uh, I will take Seahawks. I like them on the road. Uh, I will take my Chargers as well because I can't see Rivers losing that game. And we will end it with what? What is? Why am I? Bears missing? Eagles. Bears Eagles. Uh, oh God, I hate to say this, but Bears. Why I, do you hate I, to say it? Jeez. Because right, Nick, I don't want to bet on Trubisky. Oh, national I, championship. Who you got? I got to go Bama. Bama. Yeah, okay, go Nick, Bama. quickly. All right, really quick. I don't care about the championship game. I'll go Bama. Chalk. Rivers has to show up in this game. I'm going Chargers. I'm going just something about Nick Foles. I'm going oh, Nick Foles no. Eagles over the Bears. Wow. I'm going Cowboys at home. Dak Prescott's gonna play. And also, wait, what's the last well crap? What's the last one I'm missing? Colts. Thank you. Texas. Yeah, I, I believe in Andrew Luck. He's got me he got me some money last week. I'm riding him this week. All right, there it is. Uh I will take Clemson on the money line in the title game. I will go with uh Colts, Cowboys, Ravens, Chalky Chalk Chalk, and Bears. Uh, only one underdog this weekend for your boy. Thanks a lot, Isaac, Nick, Sam, Gavin. Hartman is next. Uh, the podcast will be up in an hour. Have a great weekend. Happy New Year. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshot to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save fifty dollars on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.